Hello everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the podcast. Today is uh, February 26, 2021. We have Aus Atibi with us today. Uh, hey Aus, how you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, inviting me on this and I'm very glad to be doing this with you. Thank you. Um, so Aus, uh, tell us more about yourself, who you are, where'd you graduate from, your major? Okay, so um, my name is Aus, as you said. Uh, I'm... Uh, I graduated from UGA with a biology major and a film minor. I am originally from Damascus, Syria. I immigrated here in 2013. And currently I am taking a gap year until I can um, reapply again during this cycle to get into medical school. Awesome. Uh, so you mentioned that you're you're from Syria originally, and you immigrated back in 2013. So tell us about your life back in Syria and the transition and your adaptation to the American culture. Yes. So um, uh, as I as I told you, I grew up back in Damascus, Syria, and uh, honestly, it's such a beautiful place to be i feel like I, I i miss it a lot it's a place where like i felt like there is such a it's it's very big on its sense of community like people all know each other everybody's always out to help each other i feel like more than anything i miss the people in it uh, it's it, it, like whenever even i go back to visit it just feels so homey and comfortable when i'm there um the quality of life is just simple people just are like passing by like living life to the fullest and it's 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 a very very beautiful country i grew up there i spent until um ninth grade there basically and um around then uh the civil war was just starting up and um Uh, things were starting to get bad. We were like hearing like um, bombshells and um, like there was like combat in the streets and stuff like that. So it it was starting to get unsafe and the the economy wasn't doing too good. But um, we always had, me and my family, we always had the idea that we had wanted to move to the U.S. Uh, mainly for me and my brother to go to college here, but um, uh, when things obviously like when things um, start to like become unsafe and uh, it, uh, it that kind of rushed us to move to the United States more, and uh, we kind of moved in a bit earlier than we had thought we would. So uh, we moved in 2013 after I finished uh, ninth grade over um, in Damascus. And then I I came to the U.S. I came to, we lived in Johns Creek first. And I went to Northview High School and spent my sophomore year there. And honestly, the adaptation wasn't as bad for me for as, mu- as much as I thought it would be. I thought that I wouldn't be able to fit in. I thought I, that um, things would be very different. People w- wouldn't like accept me for who I am or something. I, I feel like I felt that I would like be like the odd one out or something. But um, 
that wasn't really the case more so because my cousin was uh, in the same high school as me. So he kind of helped me transition since he was already there for like, I think two years before I did. So uh, he helped me he, like find friends very easily. If I had questions, if I had any type of concern, he was there for me. So I didn't really feel left out at any point. I felt like there was like guidance. But for example, before my brother, the transition wasn't as easy because he had to go to middle school where like nobody was kind of a guide for him. So things were different on his end than for me. But um, I, I think I transitioned easily and I was able to fit in nicely. Uh, oh, I, did, I didn't think America or the U.S. would be exactly how I envisioned it to be because everything that um, we got about like we saw on tv yeah it's it's, it's different than what it really is yeah absolutely um so so you moved here and then you said you're studying biology or pre-med so what what made you um choose pre-med as your like future career choice and like you did mention that in syria you had some sort of like sense of community because like you know most of the middle east is uh a communistic culture uh, compared to Western Europe and the U.S. So do you think that played a part in in you choosing pre-med or biology or physician as your career choice? Uh, I think to an extent, yes, because um, so my family is very involved in the healthcare um, aspect. Uh, Everybody like kind of is in the medical field in my family. My mom is a gynecologist. My dad is a general surgeon. My um, aunt is an optometrist, and um, uh, I have several other like relatives who are also um, in the uh, in the medical field. So I guess my upbringing was um, I was kind of surrounded by by, by that field, and um, from that community and that um, that. Uh, exposure to that field I felt like that's what I wanted to do the most because that was all I knew basically and that was my upbringing so I I definitely think that the the community around me influenced me to become who I am today and to have the passion for um, uh, medicine as as much as I do now so uh, in a sense, yes, that, that, that is why I kind of wanted to do this. And I've always wanted to, to, to choose something that could um, help out the community around me. And I know like there's a lot of job opportunities out there that would be considered like that you would be helping out the, the community around you. Uh, but since, since that was all I knew, because of my family and my upbringing, and I felt like the most impact I could do in a community was through that, was through the medical field. I felt like that was my calling to 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 practice or to um, get into the medical field. So yeah, that, that's 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 amazing. Um, so what um my question is is like, and what people like would want to know for someone who's already who already went through the process of applying and so what do you think is really important to um admission committees in medical school and uh what should besides 
grades and um, standardized test scores. What do you think students who are currently first, second, or even third year, uh, what, what should they be focusing on? Um, so obviously, like you said, grades are important. The, the MCAT obviously is also important. You want to show that um, you might like there's there's this thing like that really happens I see with like STEM major with STEM major students um, is that there is a there's a lot of like competitiveness in the field and I feel like everybody always compares themselves to each other and thinks oh I'm better than you you're better than me and takes you know, the number aspects of it and is like okay he has a higher GPA or she has a higher MCAT score or whatever, then you, you get a sense of, like, defeat or you get a sense of that you're, like, like you, you don't amount to as much as they do and they have higher chances of getting it. Of course, these things matter, but um, I truly, after even speaking with administrators too, um, it is truly unique. To, like, the decision to, to accept students is very unique and very case by case scenario, they look into they look much more into your application than than just numbers. Because if they were taking numbers and that's it, then there would be no interview process. The whole the whole reason behind an interview process is that they want to they want to get to know you, they want to get to know your personality, they want they they want to speak to you and everything. If all they cared about was just numbers and statistics, then they would just as for a part of your grades or your or your scores and that would be it there would be no need for an interview so i really feel that um building up your own personality building up on your own story finding what it is finding your passion is very important and that will help you stand out more than the others will because i mean there, there there's going to be like a million other people who applied to medical school with like your same score or even your higher score. So like when they see that, it's not such a big deal to them. What makes them, you know, take a second glance at your application or um, read your application more in depth is something that they maybe haven't seen before. Is something that was unique to that cycle that that could only be achieved through your story and your own personality. So I would say look into yourself and see what 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 distinguishes you from others what made you want to get into this what is unique to you what do you think that you have to offer that others do not have because i feel like anybody who is going through to going through this to to get to medical school has some kind of purpose has some kind of story of what led them there so for sure when you explore that, when you mention that in your application, that's going to really draw the attention of uh, the the board who's deciding whether or not you get, you know you you get an interview or not. And then when you get an interview, that's basically your time to shine, your time to like showcase all of that and show them the person behind all the scores. Because if you just if you're just there to reiterate reiterate what you what you have in your application they're not interested in that they're they want to talk to you just about your own personal experience and see the person behind the application so that's what you should let shine so i think i'd say 
the most important thing is just to focus on your personality and your um your your story so yeah yeah that, obviously i feel like that that's that's um what they call it, feel like uh diversity or like something about your identity is called like something that they, we call salient identity and it's like certain influences that may probably like dictate how your identity or what makes you different or separates you from other applicants even if you guys if do like applicants have the same mcat or gpa score so uh you did mention that you're 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 minoring and you were you wear my or you have a minor in film and you i think you went to syria and uh so tell us more about how what what part of your application makes you stand out or different from other applicants uh so obviously um I I would mention uh, my upbringing, uh, coming from you know the Middle East and then immigrating and then going through civil war. That's that's I don't think that's something that's you know, um, other people have had that, but certainly that's something that defines my story and has a big impact on me. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have ended up here. So. I definitely would mention that and would mention the toll that the Civil War had um, taken on uh, my home country. And uh, because of this, uh, when I came here, I kind of felt helpless to uh, wanting to help back, help my uh, my country back in some sort of way. Because again, as we mentioned before, we, we said that um, everybody there kind of knows each other and they have like a kind of like a the community is very valued over there so um having grown up there i feel very attached to it and i feel very um emotionally invested in it so when when i left and was here and um the civil war was like just getting more and more brutal i felt as if i was uh like the helpless i can't really help them until i um in the summer of uh, 2018 I was able to find a internship with the UN United Nations, specifically with the UNRWA United Nations Relief and Work Agency to come there and help out in their clinic. Uh, so I decided to go back home to Syria after almost six years of um, staying in the US. And um, when I went back, I, uh, obviously everything had changed, you know, the war took, the, took its toll on uh, on the city and things were like, it, it was weird how like the buildings in the city itself were, um, were different to me, but somehow it was still, everything was still familiar. Like the people, the, 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 the weather, the, the, the noises, whatever, everything else was familiar except the infrastructure around was kind of different, obviously. But um, I went to the clinic and uh, I had a administrative role at first where I was helping the patients check in and um, get their tickets and be seated and um, uh, get them in, in order to uh, visit the physician. And then uh, at certain moments, I would even shadow the physician um, sit there chair side to help with anything that they asked me to do and I felt as if I I, I was I was 
giving back to the community in like the most like uh, hands-on and like on the ground uh, basis that I could. Uh, Onurwa gives, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Onurwa gives um, free healthcare along with other um, like modes of help to refugees. They give like free education, free healthcare, sometimes free housing, it depends. But uh, I was very interested in the healthcare side of it. So getting that internship and spending that summer over there, I feel like did a lot to me where it like solidified my my want to um, go into the medical field and like be involved in healthcare. And it taught me how rewarding it was and how 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 proud I would feel of myself uh, after I, uh, I I went through a whole day and saw so many patients and felt like I was making a difference for real. And also, it really taught me about um, underserved communities, especially with like refugees and um, how to treat them, how to talk to them, how to understand that these people sometimes have trauma that they went through and be able to make them feel comfortable and taken care of when they come to the clinic. So these lessons, I feel like, were very valuable and also very unique to me as an applicant to medical school. I'm sure other people would have similar experiences, but to me, I think like it really goes well with my story about how I immigrated out of a country that was going through a very brutal civil war and I had the opportunity to go back, visit and give back in, in, in a mode that um, is related to what I want to do in life. So I was very lucky to have that. And then furthermore, you did mention um, my minor in film and that's uh, something that I developed a passion for when I was in high school and uh, senior year in an AP literature class. Um, my teacher then was, uh, he made a part of the curriculum that once we read a book, we watch the movie about it. So we had watched the movie for uh, every book we read. And because of that, I learned about how movies can have their own way of telling a story even if it was like told before in a book the, the movie is unique about how it tells a story and I learned about how influential media can be and especially films if they want to um, give the audience a new perspective or an idea or something I feel like in this day and age the best way to reach somebody is through a video or through a movie or something. So I went into that and I studied the scenery, the acting, the the history of it. And I feel like that would also help me basically um, relate also to uh, the patients or other coworkers in the healthcare field because like I said before, um, you're not just numbers to, to medical school. You, you have to have some sort of personality, some sort of hobby, some sort of something that distinguishes you, you know, as a person. And I think that's one of the things that 
I think is um, unique to me about how passionate I am about film and movies. So I feel like this would be this would also come in handy when you know when I'm dealing with patients, you know, talking to them about their favorite movies, what they like, what they don't like, um, stuff like that. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like, I feel like with movies, like, and if you're trying to direct something, or especially as a film minor, um, you gotta relate to the characters' feelings and emotions, and like you can parallel that to um, a real uh like life scenario when you're at a clinic and the patient is feeling something or whatever their issue is, and it might not even be their medical issues. It's like their social history, and as I feel like. A big part of being a doctor is having the ability to to relate to a patient's illness or comorbid morbidity or whatever they're going through. So I mean, I I I would have never thought of how how a film minor could actually um, uh, help with the with a pre, someone on pre med track. So that's that's definitely insightful. Um. So you so after all of this, you did. Uh, apply to medical school, and you mentioned that you're you're taking a gap year. So so tell us like what where where are you in this process? So um, as you know, um, most students um, decide to take the MCAT in their junior year so that they can um, apply and get in um, right after um, they graduate. And I did take it in junior year in that summer, but um, I wasn't satisfied with the score. I kind of scored average. And um, I thought to myself, I was like, do I want to go through the um, application process and waste my money on a very like unguaranteed opportunity of me getting into uh, medical school or can I give it another shot and take a gap year work on myself and hopefully get a better shot at it so um, I decided to do that because I didn't think I would want to waste my money on an application process and going through everything if I'm not guaranteed or if I don't think I have a good chance of getting it and um, I was scheduled to retake it in May of 2020, but then COVID happened and um, it was pushed till um, September of 2020. So I had to readjust my schedule, my studying schedule to study for September. And then by the time that September came around, uh, one of the testing centers that was uh that where that was like where my MCAT was going to be held um that what that place got shut down so uh i got moved to an october date so and then i took it in october and i think i scored well so i'm planning to apply again this cycle and uh we'll see where we go from there but um other than that i also took the time to um start working and um you know i wanted to do some sort of like ma type of thing but with the whole covid situation that kind of made it very difficult so i decided to help out my community in the 
most relevant way that I could right now, which was um, working at the COVID center. So I started working at a um, COVID testing center since December of, you know, of 2020. And I'm still there right now. And it's, it seems like a very great opportunity to give back also to the community and help out with the most, you know, relevant way possible. Yeah, right that, that definitely, that, that would definitely look good on your application. So basically, you, you're saying that during a gap year, you're focusing on two things. One is you retook the MCAT, and then two, uh, some like extra, I feel like it's, it, it could be counted as a clinical experience, right, being at a COVID testing center? Uh, I think so, yeah. And uh, I think those are the two most important things. Uh, there are like really three most important things that you would maybe want to take a gap year for, which is um, uh, if your GPA is not where you want it to be, or you're, you want to retake your MCAT, or you want to get more experience before you get into medical school. And I feel like, um, or sometimes it's all three. So for the GPA part, you know, some people would want to get into master's school and uh, try to raise their GPA up before they um, get into medical school or they want to retake their MCAT so that they could get a, um, a higher score, higher chance. Or there are, uh, you know, you could just want to get more experience. You want to work at a hospital, you want to work at a clinic, you want to shadow someone for some more or maybe even do front front work like front desk work there i also heard from other people that um even if you do just front desk work at a medical clinic that still is experience because that still is some stuff that you have to deal with as a as a physician there's still like you know so have to deal with insurance so have to deal with like all like you know scheduling patients and everything that's just it's the reality of like day-to-day work uh, uh, at a clinic like it has like there's still that part of it you know it's not all just you know you're diagnosing patients and you're running tests and all that so as long as you can get any sort of experience that that relates to that i think it's it's good and And i feel i feel like the way you talk about the experience uh also factors in um like and like uh, a lot of, I hear a lot of people talk about like mentioning some real life examples that happened to you and that particular experience also helps. Is that right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, so wait, so are you saying that like uh, if you if you were to like talk about um, like, like yeah, you can have like a hundred hours uh, doing and whatever clinical experience, but what matters more than the time or the hours you put in is what you specifically experience or what you dealt with and you talking about those specific encounters with patients or whatever. Is that right? For sure. Uh, It's also that, you know, you want, you want, you want to gain something out of all this, you know, you're not just there to like count the hours because you could just be sitting in a chair waiting for the data. And then, then you'll be, you didn't really learn anything. You didn't really experience anything that's uh, insightful or helpful towards your, um, towards your future. So that's for sure something that you want to keep in mind is that um, if there's a procedure that happens that you know, you're know you curious about, uh, well, ask the doctor, to tell them what happened, ask them for an explanation, 
uh, write it down in, in your notes somewhere so you don't forget it if you encounter a special case or something, anything that intrigues you, something you were surprised about, something you did not expect, um, something you were happy to learn, something you were sad to learn. Whatever leaves an impression of you, on you is something that's valuable and, and it's something that is um, uh, will, will, will help you down the road as long as it's a memorable experience because when you, they see all these hours, whatever, you, you're, you're bound to get asked that question of what was, you know, a special case that you really liked or a, a, a patient that, you know, stuck in your head or any of that. So you really need to, like, I think it's helpful to maybe, maybe write down something that really had an impact on you or was memorable because down the line you're gonna get asked about it and you want to make sure that you have an answer and you don't just you know maybe freeze up or act like you didn't you know you like act like you know you're really struggling to find a very memorable experience because otherwise they're gonna think that you really don't remember anything from that and those hours were useless because they left no impression on you for sure um so as uh, we're almost getting uh, to the end of our podcast today, um, as a, to wrap things up or as a final thing to say, like, uh, for so what what would be like I would say your most important tip or advice to current um, pre med students, current students applying, or people who have applied or are currently in a gap here. Um, if you are trying to decide whether or not you want to do a gap here, then. Um... I feel like the most important thing is that you need to look at your stats, see where you um, hold up, you know, compare compare to to the average of the uh, the school that you want to get into, and see where you're at. See if you need to improve on any of the numbers, and don't be afraid to take a gap year. I know that you know a lot of people are like very eager to get in there and you know start working is immediately and you know uh the, the idea of a gap year scares them of you know being away from school for a while and you know having an uncertain future but i think it's better down the line a lot and if you even don't you know didn't get accepted and you want to take a gap year that's also okay too because uh a lot of the times the people who get in by second time applicants they go through the cycle first they don't get in they improve on themselves and then they get they get back in uh, something that you know i feel like is a myth with medical school is that they want just a certain gpa or a certain score or whatever and they're not gonna budge on it you know if you if you're not up there then you don't get in as long as let's say you 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 had like a a 3.2 GPA and then they didn't accept you so you decided to take a master's uh, and then you improved let's say to an overall of 3.5 or something like that that's still not the highest GPA that you can get but this shows the medical school that you have improved and as long as the trend line goes up then you're in good shape you want that trend line to always go up. So even if the improvements aren't where you want them to be, 
the most important thing and the most like helpful thing to remind yourself is that you are improving and that's what matters all right thank you so much else for being on our uh, podcast today um i really appreciate your insight on this really valuable information um i wish you a really really good day and uh, best of luck uh, with your journey to applying to med school okay thank you so much bye Okay, guys, this brings us an end to our uh, Journey to Met podcast, uh, and we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you for tuning in.